1: It's great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. I'm Dr. Pat. Of course, I'm joined by my main man, Benny. Yeah, B. What up? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to have a fun time today. Uh huh. And the reason we're going to have a fun time today is because I'm going to be talking about the 2018 Oscar nomination. The 90th, by the way. The, no- no- 90. the years, 90th. The 90th. Yeah. So before- it's the 90th. 90 yeah. 90 mm-hmm. oh, I gotta do this annual. 90 90th annual. <laughs> Thank you, Benny. I Wait, away. I gotta type it. Oscar <laughs> nominations, I gotta update it. All right. The question is, uh, and many of you, uh, if you're even paying any attention to this whatsoever, um, you're thinking to yourself, okay, are people even talking about this? And if they are, what are they talking about? So today, Uh, the theme that I picked up about what these magazines, newspapers, all of these folks are talking about is the following. They're talking about diversity. They're talking about a diversity breakthrough. But here's the question. The diversity breakthrough, is it a breakthrough or not? And so what I love about this is, you know, once upon a time, There used to be Benny. Uh, You go to the movies, you have the Oscar nominations, of course, the Golden Globe, the SAG Awards, a bunch of other awards. It was an award on last weekend. And you watch these people being honored in their profession. Because when all is said and done, it is about honoring people for the work they do. So beyond Hollywood, Uh, or beyond what we may think about acting or actors. There are a body of people who are part of the Screen Actors Guild Award. It is a union. And these people have said to themselves, my life, my life is going to be about acting. And so there are these threads now of people we refer to as celebrities. But I got to tell you, you look at some of these Oscar nominations this year and you're thinking just like the peeps that were announcing them, I don't know how to even pronounce those people's names. And clearly, you know what I'm talking about if you've heard the latest. Uh, Well, I'm not one to talk because, Benny, I mean, come on. I mean, it's not easy looking at a name for the first time and being able to get it right. And I've even said to some of the folks I've had on the shows like, okay, did I pronounce your name right? Um, But the thing is this, what are people talking about and how does it relate to the paradigm we're now in? Yes, it is a paradigm. And if you read anything out there in human potential, in the human potential field, or you're reading anything about anything about it, then you're hearing buzz of this paradigm, a paradigm shift. But what exactly is the paradigm shift? What exactly is going on? What exactly are we talking about when we talk about a paradigm shift? Is it, in fact, the same paradigm shift, Benny, that happened when Philadelphia came out? Philadelphia, that movie Philadelphia that came out that Tom Hanks played in, Tom Hanks lost, like, I don't know how many pounds to play in that movie. What was that about? What was about a gay man? And it was about a gay man who was an attorney and a gay man who was an attorney that uh, had uh, AIDS and the discrimination that happens uh, for those people, especially at the time uh, that were trying to save their lives and were literally seen as people that were so not part of any part of society at all. Have we made some progress in that area? We have. How did Hollywood play a role in that? They did. Today we're seeing how Hollywood plays a role in having a voice. Now, uh, I, I know that I'm not in this place of getting agreement from everyone. You know, there are many people that are not 100% in about Me Too. Uh, they're not 100% in about you know what's going on with sexual harassment. I think all you had to do is listen to. you know, know, anybody that's on any of these talk shows, I think uh, Sharon Osborne, one of them, you know, talk about, you know, where we need to define that. And I got to tell you, I'm not one of those people. I'm not Sharon Osborne. I'm one of these people that are a bit older than most of you. And I got to tell you, there's only one way to define this. When somebody touches you, or talks sexually demeaning to you, or says something to you that you a don't want them to do, don't want them to say, or don't want to go there with them. That's the end of the story. What's that country song? What part of no don't you understand? I don't remember that song, but it's you know it's not one of them country songs that I, I gotta I gotta find out what the name of that. Yeah, but what part of that don't we understand? So here's what we're dealing with in psychology. And I know a little bit about psychology. In psychology, what happens is we determine what is an abnormal behavior only if it's abnormal. Oh, what does that mean? OK, so there was an emphasis that was made a little bit ago because they, you know, the psychology folks, right? I'm one of them said, wait a minute, narcissism is so rampant that we're going to make it normal. And a bunch of us says, oh, no, narcissism may be, but narcissistic personality disorder is not. It is an illness. It is something that goes on that affects a lot of people. That's what we're talking about today. But when you think about the Oscars, is that really the theme? No, it's not. Even though we've seen a lot about Me Too, even though we've seen a lot about drawing a line in the sand, even though we've seen a lot about how our media is really coming out and exposing behavior that is not okay, period. This Oscar nomination is not about that. This Oscar nomination, in my opinion, and there are a couple of things I'll talk about, Boy, I'll tell you, it is an enormous demonstration of tolerance, acceptance, struggle, accomplishment, and just plain love. And so when we look at how Hollywood reacts to the energy, the vibration of what's going on, you know, there are a few things that we should talk about. One of them has to do with the fact that in all of the years, Benny, what did you point out to me? 90th. This is the 90th. Yeah, coming up in the 90th for sure. Mm -hmm. 90th. That there are some absolute firsts that have changed the landscape, I think, of, let's just call it Hollywood. And so what are some of those things? What are some of the things that we're now looking at? You know, first, let's talk about the diversity in the people that are behind the cameras. You know, the directors, the producers, those people. And what is it about them that is so different this year? What is it about them that people are talking about and thinking to themselves? What are the breakthroughs? So let's just talk about them. Now, many people uh, and many of us don't really see this. We don't pay a lot of attention. We just go to the movies. We want to just go to the movies. But how is this view of the Oscars, these nominations, how do they represent not just the shape of water, but the shape of the vibration of water that is in the air and in our hearts now. Here's a little bit of the rundown, right? Most of the time we wanna talk about how these nominations are not diverse. We don't wanna we wanna say, we don't just understand, I mean, what how is it that Get Out wasn't nominated for everything, right? Most people don't even know what that Get Out movie, Benny. Do you know that movie? That came out? i no, no, Get point. out. I look, i look, I look. I'll look. Oh, I got to tell you, that's a nail biter. I think I must, you know, I must have counted like 50 hot flashes during that deal. 50, uh, like about 50 of them hot flashes during that. Right. It's a um, current, well, mystery thriller. So, oh, mm-hmm. whew, oh, my goodness. But guess what? Mm-hmm. It hasn't been forgotten in the Oscars. And so let's talk about some of the representations, right? First of all, people of color were represented in categories across the board. What, what, uh, go back three years ago. The biggest conversation on the table was all about a lack of representation. That's number one. All right. So let's just talk about that. Uh, and then let's take a look at some of the other types of movies. One of my all time favorites, and nobody was even talking about this movie, Benny, um, uh, a, a couple of months ago because everybody saw this movie as kind of a monster movie and you know the reason they looked at it as a monster movie is because uh there are uh, uh there's a history of this particular director and producer uh, highly creative and that's the shape of water you know the shape of water 13 nominations outstanding achievement you know in so many many ways it is really something that for many people, you, you're thinking, what the shape of water, what has that got to do with anything, right? Is it something that is so absolutely out of the gate that people love it? So let's talk about the best picture, picture nominees. Call me by your name, a touching love story, heartbreak. In a sense, two men. Darkest hour. Uh, we have heard quotes by Churchill in our political arena. Now you got a movie, Dunkirk, another film about heroic action. So, so look at what these themes have in common. I want to talk about this a little bit because I didn't get it till last night. Phantom Thread not 100% sure about that, except that Daniel Day-Lewis is not going to be acting anymore. The Post, I lived through that generation. I lived through that era. I lived through an expose on the truth that is unprecedented. And we're going through that in our history today. The Shape of Water, three billboards outside of, uh, like I like to say, Evan Mazora. And what do these movies have in common? Here's what they have in common for me. This is the theme for today for me. Let me just just give a shout out. Yeah, I really thought Wonder Woman should be in here for a lot of reasons. But again, that's kind of old news. It's not. Each Each of these movies, when you look at them, talks about demonstrates through the human condition, but also the levels of empowerment at its greatest level. You know, when I think about The Shape of Water, what a strange name for a movie that has nothing really to do with water. But when you think about The Shape of Water and you learn a little bit about what this movie's about, and you look at the levels of unconditional love and how to look at each other, heart-to-heart, not color-to-color, not gender-to-gender, not occupation-to-occupation, but just pure humanity. This is my number one theme for the year, as well as for Hollywood. There you go. Let's talk about three billboards. You know, what is it that would have any one of us, any one of us, both men and women, rise up against the system in our local town, in our national arena? What is it that that really is calling us to rise up in protest of inaction? That movie is a game changer. How does one woman who loses a child rise up and face the system in Evan, Missouri? She does. And, Theme number two, rising up, taking action on behalf of those that can't. The shape of water, rising up and taking action on those that can't. The post, rising up and taking action, not on those that can't, but on those that don't even know there is an action to take, right? Get out. That story, I'm going to let you all read about that yourself, but I'm telling you, it's it is really in essence the darkest hour we could see by a bright, by a shining light it really points out some of the hypocrisy that we're generating and seeing today so when i think about these these nominations most people are talking about the the people the shows you know, the kind of push, the, the, the navigation in our consciousness through our pop culture. Who didn't get represented? Who was it that wasn't here? Who didn't get represented? I don't want to talk about that so much. Um, I want to talk about what it was that brought these actors, and it's not just Hollywood. Some of these movies weren't made in Hollywood. But what is it about these nominations that talks to the paradigm shifting that's going on? And that's the most important part. When we look at The Shape of Water by one of my favorite directors, Guillermo del Toro, when I think about some of Guillermo's (laughs) other movies, and he accepts his awards and says something like, I love monsters. I love them. I relate to that because as a child, that's the world I lived in. I lived in this world of fake characters and monsters so I wouldn't have to deal with my own life, my own childhood, the death of my mother, being abused in Catholic boarding school. Monsters helped shape the fantasy, but the reality of how I was able to rise up every day in my life. Greta Gerwig, Lady Bird, Right. Jordan Peele, Get Out, Christopher Nolan. We don't even know Christopher Nolan for a movie like Dunkirk. But what is it about the energy of these? See, in order to be nominated for something like this, you know, there has to be an energy that's being called forth, not to mention high skill, acting, passionate, emotional. What is it that's captivating people? What is it that's so outstanding? But when you look across the board, there is an underlying theme. There is a theme. There's a theme about being rebellious, about being rebelliously authentic, Lady Bird. You know, there is a theme about humanity and true honesty and just guts, just absolute guts in leading with Looking at acceptance and tolerance, no matter what you look at, the shape of water. There's the pure essence, the energy that we're seeing in the world. We're seeing it in marches by women in the streets. We're seeing it by people, both men and women, by the way, speaking out, speaking out. We're seeing it by the actions that each of us gets to take every day. Three billboards outside of Evan, Missouri. That's what that's about. And then when we take a look and we ask ourselves, geez, Pat, come on. It's just Hollywood. What are you making such a big deal about Hollywood for? What's up with that? If you go back in time and in history in the United States, let's just talk about that. And you want to go back a little bit in time. What hit the big screen And, Benny, I think you know this, too. What hits the big uh, screen has always been a representation of what was going on in the world. Go back to the 1940s and 50s. You know, what were the movies that we were seeing? What was out there? What did my mom go to the movies to see? What was it that she would go to the movies to see? What were some of the things that pulled on people's heartstrings then? You know, why do we even talk about, you know, people like Marlon Brando? You know, why do we talk about these people? Why did they make such a name for themselves in acting? You know, why is it we now even have like a, a short series on Betty Davis and Joan Crawford, which most millennials are like, who are that people? Because they represented the time and the time represented what they were talking about. We're in that mode right now. We're in a pivotal energy. All you need to do is talk to a few of the astrologers that come on the show, a few of the visionaries that come on the show. Uh, I was talking to Bree Gibbs about this, Dr. Bree Gibbs, last night. You know, and I did a call with her, and we were talking about the energy and the change. Um, And then you ask yourself, well, Pat, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What the heck does I, Tanya, have to do with anything? What? A movie with Margot Robbie? I, Tanya? About ice skating? I'll tell you what it has to do. It has to do with the story and a story that wants to express itself in the form of truth telling. It has to do with the story to disclose the many, many few things that people knew about the journey between two ice skaters. It has to do with the influences that each and every one of us has in our lives. When we grow up in families, perhaps with with parents that can't honor us, even as young children, but yet for some reason, we learn how to persevere, we learn how to grow, we learn how to achieve. You know, we learn how to be that. And then let's talk about the post for a minute. You know, I had a really interesting conversation, Benny, with somebody that was like, uh, I think about 26, 26 years old. And I was talking about The Post and I was talking about how I thought that this was going to be an incredible movie and how it was relevant to the times we live in. And they just looked at me and said something to the effect of, well, isn't that about a newspaper? <laughs> and oh, I said, shocker there. I, said <laughs> I said, yes, it is about a newspaper. And they said, well, what's the big deal? And I said, you know, let's do this. I said, I'll go watch Get Out. This is our agreement. I'll watch Get Out. You go watch The Post, and let's come back and talk about how two movies that are so far apart in time frames are so relevant today. Because this is the theme that's happening here today. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about not just the old staples of a Merrill Street. Uh, But we're talking about people like a Francis McDormand, who so resonated with the role of being that mom, being that mom who lost someone near and dear to us. Come on, look at the headlines. Look at the sons and the daughters that are getting shot every day and families trying to get action to just in search of justice. But that's what she's representing. She played that role with every ounce in her heart, and she took on a system. And many of you may be thinking, what is that, Eben Missouri? What's that? Is that like a place? Let me tell you something. Having half of my family come from the South, it is very difficult when something like that happens to have an action taken. So yes, these are not just about movies. Okay, let's continue with this. Somebody said, They asked me what I thought was the most, what's the word they used? They asked me what I thought was the most gutsiest of moves. And I'll tell you what I said. I said, I don't know how, I just don't know how they were able to swap out Kevin Spacey for Christopher Plummer in a movie that was already done. I don't know how they did that. I don't know how they did that. Now, can I, can I give you my little pet peeve on that? My pet peeve on that is when they swapped it out and they had to reshoot. I think they gave Christopher Plummer $1.5 to reshoot. And I think they gave Michelle Williams $1,000. That's about right. Did I get that right? It's close. It was an extreme versus nothing. That would be a little pet peeve that I would just, I'm just saying, Benny. Yeah. Social media kind of took over there. Yeah. 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 And we're not even going to talk about the measly 300,000 that Gal Gadot got paid for wonder woman and is really trying to get renegotiated for the second movie. We're not even going to talk about that. And this is really why people talk about this, right? You know, if a studio makes what 800 and something million dollars and you've just paid this woman 300,000 to be Wonder Woman and I just don't understand why you can't find a place in your heart for example to be like oh why don't we give her a raise Benny give her a raise no not going on but let's just let's just let's just look at this Is there a film, is there a movie you're going to go to? We all go to the animated movies, you know, granddaughters, whatever we take. You take the kids, we go. But is there a movie that you're thinking about, how can I go see this and think about what Pat's saying here today? You know, I mean, what is she saying about these movies? You know, are we going to look at Allison Janney playing a completely abusive mom? And I, Tanya, nominated, boom. We don't look at that. You know, are we going to look at Laurie Metcalf playing a mom who's trying to figure life out with the daughter that's totally uh, beyond? Or how about, want to hear another record breaker? Mary J. Blige, Mudbound, actress in a supporting role. And what else is she nominated for? Best song. That, that was a first. But when all is said and done, we do go to the movies sometimes to just escape, to get away. That's what we do. We go to the movies to escape and get away. You know, we think about how we can just go and have some fun. But then sometimes we go to the movies to remember. We go to the movies to remember who Churchill was. We go to the movies to remember, you know, what did this man that nobody had any love for, what was he able to do despite public opinion about who he was? And then we go to the movies to remember that a movie like The Post and the time we're living in now and what happened during that era and what people are hoping will happen during this era praying will happen during this era may not happen during this era and so this is part of how these nominations are different today what they represent you know is this as diverse as we would have liked to see it is this the the high point of what we can achieve you know is this the place? where we think Hollywood maybe, maybe is getting it, I'm going to tell you what I would like everybody to think about. I think we're getting better at getting better. I don't think we've arrived, but I do think we're getting better at getting better. You know, it will make my day when the Twitter feed says that the producers of Wonder Woman... Gave both the director $10 million and Gal Gadot $10 million. And I got to tell you, as an actor, she was completely humble and grateful about her role. As an outsider, as part of the public, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And so people like us, we go and we look at fan book pages Uh, some people started a petition. So this is really a breakthrough in a lot of ways, but it's not a final one. So it's considered a breakthrough for women. It's considered a breakthrough for people of color. It's considered a breakthrough for, uh, content for content. Uh, it's considered a breakthrough for powerful messages, it's considered a breakthrough for aligning with uh, the public, and what is literally a micro of a macro of going on in the world. And so, I just, I just know that we're going to move beyond all the mispronunciations that went on during the announcements. We're going to move beyond that. And we're going to look at how we acknowledge people at the top of a profession. That's what this is, right? You know, there are people at the top of a profession. If we had, and we had nominations for the 2018 nominations for awards in gubernatorial achievement, meaning the Congress, the government, if we had nominations that we could make for uh, awards for those people at the top of their government game, I wonder who we would select. I wonder who we would select. And this is really where my brain goes. Each of us has had opportunities to be cited for the work we've done. You know, I mentioned earlier that the team I work with every day, these great people, um, they were nominated for an award uh, against something like 1,200 other teams. And they never talk about it. They will never talk about the award. As a matter of fact, when I went to New York to pick up the, the award and I brought it back, and I thought everybody would want to see this little award thing we got. And you know, I brought it in the office one day, and they're all busy working on shows and producing. And I brought it in, and I, I was like, hey, do you want to see the award you won? And I remember Jessica kind of walked by and said, Huh, yeah, good. That was the end of that. But in today, here's what I want to ask everyone to do. This is it. I would love for us to take time and acknowledge the people, the organizations, the, the incidentals, those folks that represent the Oscar awards in your life people that have put their heart and soul into doing a better job in your life. You know, people that perhaps kept you out of leaving high school or maybe people at work that pitched in to help you get a project done. See, this is the energy of the Oscars. It's not just about looking at a career path for a number of people and say, we're going to honor them. The scrutiny that these folks go through, the critique, the criticisms. Oh, my gosh. Do, do the critics like the movie? Do they not like the movie? Did it make enough money? Did it not make enough money? You know, uh, what about Margot Robbie? I mean, my gosh, she only has like a million people on Facebook. Who is she? Right? How about I, Tonya? What are we, I, Tonya? what are we doing? We're, we're a movie about what? Didn't she beat up what's-her-face? no. These are people that are being critiqued 24-7 every day in their career. The level that they are watched, the level that their eyes are on these folks, it either is going to be a thumbs down and a thumbs up. There's no middle ground for them. My question for us is, can we help people rise up? Can we help people that are just amazing. Maybe they're not up there getting an Oscar award. Maybe they're not there uh, in in any of the categories winning anything. Maybe they are like the movie Wonder Woman that millions of people went to see and loved. And, and, And maybe in that way, they don't get the acknowledgement of the infrastructure that we have, but maybe they get your love Maybe they get your admiration. Maybe they get your thank you. So I want to ask all of you, as we go into this, let's just call it award season, and literally we're wrapping it up, especially as we get closer to that all too infamous Super Bowl, many have come along the pathway and have not made it to the championship just like the Oscars. Many have put their foot in the water and did the best that they could ever do and not have gotten the accolades. We're the people that can do that. It's me, it's you, it's all of us. So the call to action today is, yeah, have some fun with the Oscars. But what is it you can look around in your life? Maybe it's a neighbor that decided to cut your grass one day. Can you take a moment and stop and acknowledge the goodness that is being done where you look and you say, wow, I can be a different person because of that. I can be a different person because of that. And then I can help somebody be different. Let's take a short break, everyone. When we come back, we have a good news segment for you. And much more coming on the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio. Don't you wish you had more joy
0: in your life check out the new book by robert max schoenfeld for the love of joy a 30-day adventure for creating joy in your life because you deserve more joy more love more health more abundance and more life available now on amazon get your copy today visit theartofpowerfulliving.com that's theartofpowerfulliving.com finding success and putting minds to work. With the Higher Learners Career and Leadership Series, Rudy Racine will help you craft your personal definition of success, offering support and guidance as you move forward towards your goals. Take the leap. With the right mix of focus and motivation, anything can be achieved. Tune in every first and third Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 Eastern. And for more information on Rudy Racine and Higher Learners, visit Rudy's site at HireLearners.com. That's H-I-R-E learnerscom be you plus live your purpose equals joy. That's the motto of Unstuck Joy with Vicki Todd. Vicki believes you were born with gifts that are meant to make the world brighter. Each show will feature an art visioning journal prompt to help you create your way to soul clarity. If you're ready to get unstuck and create more joy, this show is for you. Tune in the first and third Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit VickiWorldArt.com. The Janice Underwood Show. Helping you create the life you want, not the life you tolerate. Tune in each Monday, 9 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio as Janice delves into the life creator system and the next step in your spiritual evolution. Janice Underwood is gifted at helping spiritually minded people shift their mindsets to unleash the creator within. Our souls wish to wake us up. Those of us listening hear the call. Do you? For more information, visit JaniceUnderwood.com.
1: Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. I can't tell you how many times you've heard me talk about some of the things I've now implemented in my life. Well, one of them I'm going to talk about today, Francis Largeman Roth is joining me here today, New York Times best-selling author and nationally recognized health expert, to help us understand what it is we can do to get ourselves in great shape. Tips on how to stick. To those health resolutions. And we're also celebrating National Green Juice Day. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here today on the show. Um, you know, we're hearing about people going through colds, sniffles, flus, all of, all of those things. But let's talk about what we can do to build up our immune system and our health. And thank you for joining me here today.
0: Oh, thanks, Dr. Pat. And yes, it's uh, It's a new year, but it's also a flu season, <laughs> it's a really bad flu season. And so whatever we can do to bolster our immunity, um, we need to be doing that. And And one of the ways that you can do that is by getting more greens into your diet. And a really easy and tasty and convenient way to do that is by drinking green juice.
1: And let's talk about this because, you know, there was green juice of the past that my uncles and used to drink. I mean, that that stuff was a whole different level of green juice than what we're talking about today. We've gotten creative. We've gotten healthy. There's so many things that people look at that they can put in these green drinks. But the bottom line is we're not getting enough nutrients in the food we're putting in our bodies. No. And we're also just not eating enough fruits and vegetables
0: in this country. So if you can make it a goal to have just one extra serving of vegetables a day, that is a fantastic goal. And it's one that you can meet. And that's, you know, one thing that I talk about is setting mini goals. So instead of trying to, you know, reach the stars all in one week, break it down into achievable goals, something like making it to the gym three times a week, adding an extra serving of veggies a day, which is something that Evolution Fresh is really trying to celebrate. And that's why they founded National Green Juice Day. And the third annual is coming up on January 26th, next Friday.
1: Well, thank you for, for mentioning that, because I want to make sure that folks have information that they can find out more about Um, because this is really the time where we start to talk about how to be creative and innovative, right? You know, when we're talking about National Green Juice Day, I would imagine if I'm you, you've probably got more recipes in your bag of tricks than most people. But, But let me ask you this question. What's the essentials? What do we need to know about getting our greens and about preparing better food? Yeah.
0: Well, you know, in in terms of getting the greens, I think make a smoothie. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to have a juicer. Right. So you can just grab your blender, throw in some pre-washed spinach. I like to put a banana in because it adds natural sweetness, also a lot of body and creaminess to the juice. And then really you can get creative from there. You can add regular milk. You can add cashew milk almond milk, whatever milk, but just make sure that it's unsweetened because there's so many sweetened alternative milks out there and that could add an extra 20 grams of sugar to your juice before you even know it. Um, Also, things that I love to add are lemon juice and lemon zest and fresh ginger. So again, this is about getting created creative and making um, making this so that it's a habit that you really enjoy, because if you enjoy something, you're going to stick to it.
1: Well, and let's talk about the, uh, the famous uh, New Year's resolution of, I am definitely going to exercise more, and then we don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then we don't. Right. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I talk about making a sweat date. And this is something that really works for me and I know that it works for a lot of people because if you have something on your calendar, uh say it's a a dental cleaning or a doctor's appointment or taking your car in to get serviced, when it comes up on the calendar, you're going to go. The problem with exercise is that there's so many reasons to not go. It's too cold, I'm too busy, I have the sniffles, uh, whatever it is, it's easy to not show up, but if you put it on your calendar and you treat it like it's any other appointment, you are much more likely to actually show up for it. Um, and also you, because we have all this technology, you can set these fun little reminders. So if you're going to try to run or walk in the morning, set a reminder at night to fill up your water bottle, get your shoes out, get your extra layers out, whatever it is that you need, and then you are prepared and you are ready to go. And I am telling you, I started this a couple of years ago and it really helped me get out the door. So hopefully that's a tip that your listeners can use and, and it'll help them stick to their resolution.
1: Well, you know, here's the thing I love about this because I, I I hadn't thought about, you know, having a sweat day, but I wanted to I want to talk a little bit more about this. You know, having that day where you do something you love, right? And you're out there moving your body. I've discovered that, you know, since I heard you talk about this, I, I looked at what I do. I play table tennis. And I sweat like nobody's business. And I never thought of that as a way to help with how to release toxins in the body. So isn't it important for people to find that thing, that they love or even if they don 't love it, how about like it a little bit so it doesn't seem agonizing
0: right, absolutely, um whether that is zumba that's something that my sister loves yeah um, or yoga or Pilates or I love bar classes bar classes they are so painful, but they 're so good <laughs> and they're fun and the music is great, so there are lots of little tricks you know for some people it's buying new exercise clothes that they actually look good in, you know, that can be a great motivator for people or finding music that they love or getting a workout buddy. Um, because again, that helps you show up, right? You don't want to disappoint the other person. And, um, and you can also use it as a way to kind of, um, motivate yourself if they're a little bit faster, you know, it might motivate you to run a little bit faster or walk a little bit faster. So there's so many different ways to kind of, um, push ourselves a little bit further, and also you're absolutely right. it has to be fun, it has to be enjoyable for us to do it in the long term. Um, you know there are lots of people who sign up for things, but it's not really them, you know, and they kind of they they force themselves to do it, but then after a month, they drop out yeah and uh, and so it's really you know making a change that you can live with that's a lifestyle change that um, can kind of carry you in through the years, because it's all about longevity and it's all about not just quick weight loss, but, um, but being healthier overall, um, and, and boosting immunity and making your bones stronger and all this stuff that's going into the, the reason why we want to make these changes.
1: Well, you know, I want to just mention too, Francis that you are somebody, listen, New York Times bestseller, uh, your spokesperson. And you provide nutritional uh, counseling uh, for so many people across the globe. You've been on radio. You've been on television. Uh, you know, the carb lover's diet, all of the above. What is what is on the horizon? What is the next thing that you, Francis, that you have your eye on now saying this is going to be the next thing we should really be mindful about? Well,
0: gut health. You know, and Ugh. I think that's something that, that you probably talk a lot about, Doctor yeah. Pat. Yeah. Um and I actually yeah, I just did a probiotic diet. I created a probiotic diet for the Doctor Oz show and they actually had women following this diet for a year and the the women actually did lose weight and felt much better and it solved a lot of their issues. So that's something that is definitely front of mind and is a hot topic and that we're only going to learn more about. I'm sure we're just going to learn, um, even more about why taking care of our gut health is so important. And again, you know, it does link back to these green juices because they contain a lot of prebiotic fiber, which is what the probiotics grow on. So you need to have both the prebiotics and the probiotics in order to have that great gut health.
1: Well, one of the things too I want to talk with you about is where do you begin? Sometimes when we talk about this and we come out of the gate with the new year, we are going to solve a world peace. And I, I think mm-hmm. that a, the, a lot of us have our best intentions, but how can people find more information? Number one. And then tell me a little bit about what what we might do in a particular order so we have this progression of success.
0: Yeah. So first of all, for National Green
1: Juice Day, you can go to Evolution
0: Fresh com to learn more about the day and learn more about the juices that they have available. Um, I buy mine at Starbucks. You can also get them at grocery stores and various other places. Um, but that is um, that's a great way to kick your year off on the on the right foot. But also, you know, I think we talked about setting mini yeah. goals and then building, you know, building the success over the course of the year. And I'm not a big I don't make a lot of resolutions per se for myself, but Mm -hmm. I always pick a mantra. And this year my mantra is be bold. And so with everything that I'm doing, I'm trying to be bold. And, um, you know, and that means different things for different people. And I think that, you know, we all kind of come to this from a different perspective. And, you know, some of us need to work on the exercise more. Some of us need to work on the meditation and the stress reduction more. Some of us need to work on uh, the healthy eating more. And so, you know, there are steps that we can take to to attack all of these goals in, in different ways. <clears throat> Meal prep is something that's gotten very popular. Um, and that's because it really does set you up for the week for healthy eating. And it also helps you save money. And who does not want to save money? Uh. So if you take... Yeah. If you can take an hour on Sunday, um, and then chop up your veggies, wash your fruit, um, make a grain. You know, I like brown rice. I like barley. I also like quinoa. That's a really fast one to make, but you make a big batch of it and then you have it for the week. You can make grain bowls with it. You can do stir fries with it. So many things you can also, um, you know, either cook beans, everybody's into the slow cooker and the yeah. instant pot these days. That's awesome. Um, you know, I'm still, I'm still kind of grasping the whole instant pot thing. So yeah. I might grab a can of uh, <laughs> low sodium black beans and you rinse those to get rid of, you know, more of the sodium. Um, but there are just so many small things that we can do that really add up to our success. And, uh, and and leading a longer, healthier, happier life.
1: Well, I want to thank you for today. Thank you for taking the time uh, to join us here today. And again, um, what's uh, the best place to f- uh, for people to find out more? And then one last question. I'd love to know your personal message for us today.
0: Sure. Well, thank you, Dr. Pat. It's been a pleasure. Um, folks can go to Evolution Fresh. Dot com to learn more about National Green Juice Day, which is January 26th. They can also go to my website, which is com. I have a bunch of recipes on my website, all for free. And folks can also sign up for my free monthly newsletter. They also get access to discounts uh, from lots of awesome brands on there. And I, I think my message is... <clears throat> You know, I I lost my dad when I was 12. He died of heart disease. He had type 2 diabetes. He had um also high blood pressure and you know, it took me uh until I was in college to really understand how all of those health issues that he had really kind of culminated. Also very stressed. Also yeah. um yeah. had a very high stress do- job. And so all those things added up to him dying at the age of 62. Mm. And what I really, the reason why I became a dietitian is to help people make those changes because that doesn't have to happen. You know, you, you might be diagnosed with diabetes, but that doesn't mean that you have to die young. Um, and that doesn't mean that you can't make changes to, to, to be healthier. So, I think wherever you are, that would be my message, wherever you are, you know, maybe you're, you're 20 and perfectly healthy, maybe you're 55 and dealing with high blood pressure and a couple of other health issues, but wherever you are, you can make a change that is going to help you live longer and enjoy life more.
1: Oh, well, thank you so much for your message. Thank you so much for your dedication uh, to the health of all of us and happy new year.
0: Thank you, Dr. Pat. Happy New Year. Have a great one.
1: You too, Francis. Okay, everybody, we're going to take a short break. Lots in this short segment. Please pick something. Pick one thing. And let's go the distance together. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.